Welcome to Steve's Wrestling Ramble, a Royal Rumble prediction episode. Here with me and most of my team, unfortunately, Palmer, uh, our fifth member, is unable to make it here tonight. But uh, we got Ronchi, Mike, and Mark Rambo, and our special guest as well. Uh, first, let's welcome team members. First, Mark Rambo, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good, guys. How are you guys doing? Ronchi, Mikey, what's up? Doing fantastic. Got some good uh, fresh faces over here. Everyone looking dapper as all hell. It's going to be a good show. Definitely. Raymond, you there? God damn it, Raymond. I'm good. I'm good. My, my browser crashed. All right. Let's welcome, <laughs> let's welcome our first guest. Uh, Chrome of Lazy Booking Podcast. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Lazy Booking PC. Check them out each and every week, whether Wednesday or Thursday, around 8 to 10 p.m. Central. They'll start or whatever. Whenever they feel like it, they'll do an episode. Uh, let's welcome Chrome. How are you doing this evening? Gentlemen, feeling good tonight. Thank you for having me. I classed it up. Bottle of wine here for you. Thank you for having me. For sure, and thank you for having me on your show last night. Everybody, welcome to check that out. Lazy Booking Podcast, uh, latest episode uh, with uh, me, myself, and I with them. <laughs> it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure having you. Oh, thank you. And let's welcome Mr. Joshua, featured writer of Fanside EDT and WWE video contributor of TYTT Sports. How are you doing this evening, Josh? Fantastic, fantastic. Good to be here. I don't have a bottle of wine. I do have a bottle of Jell-O Jack. Got my notes. I'm ready to go. I'm excited. <laughs> well, before we get into the Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble match and the whole pay-per-view, six hours, six hours of fun coming up for us on Sunday, guys. Um, yes. but, but before we even dive into that, I got uh, I got some business to do with the Royal Rumble prediction or not prediction a pool, the Royal Rumble pool uh, that we're doing. So I'm gonna, um, I'll be uh, picking each and every person's number. Uh, we're gonna have eight pools total, eight total pools over 200 people, uh, 200 turn handles, and uh, I'll go through each and every one. So if you guys don't want to stay, if you want to do whatever you need to do, you don't have to listen to every single one. But uh, that's what I'll be doing here. So let's start off the first one. Name in the hat. You know, I know I could have done this better. You know, I could have done it with a randomizer, but I don't know. Oh, cool. One of our guests that might be showing up later tonight. Katrina on Twitter at Katrina the Good, num number one. Next up. Ooh. From... Uh, uh, excuse me, Eisenberg, Josh Eisenberg. Do I hear a piano playing somewhere? All right, there we go. I think that's the first sign of... Huh? I don't know, I think that's the first sign I might be having a stroke, hearing piano music. <laughs> I apologize, that's a DS in the background, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three from Solomon Monster Sounds Off, Jason Solomon. 
Katrina has joined us. Sorry, I'm late. No problem. All good. What How are you doing this evening? Not much. I'm going through the uh, Royal Rumble pool. You actually uh, were the first one picked. So you have uh, number one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but like I told everybody else, if you don't want to listen through all of these, you're welcome to uh, uh, do whatever or mute yourself or whatever you feel like. They got a lot of numbers to go through. Or a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Number five, Sue Harrison, 6 uh, co-host or at least a good friend of uh, Valena or at Valena tweets on Twitter uh, Dan Hartz And another guest that may be showing up, Nick Nightmare of Sledgehammer TV Wrestling Podcast. Uh, that podcast is actually up against Steve's Wrestling Ramble in the Wrestling Rating Awards, the Wrestling Radio Awards um, for Best New Show and Best Show Overall, um, Nick Nightmare. As I'm doing this, I really wish I did do it beforehand. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, I feel like we're waiting for like really scary test results, and we're all just like being quiet and just all nervous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you don't want to do it. Hey, it's it's serious shit right there. <laughs> I'm gonna just go through these and you know pick them, and then if you know when we finally get to one of you guys, because Katrina, you're already picked. Uh, one of the guys Woo-hoo! said, no. Excited. This is probably going to be the longest 200 picks I've ever, ever had to deal with in my yeah. life. <laughs> <laughs> well, while I'm doing the picks, and so we don't have silence for 20 minutes, uh, you guys can uh, discuss <laughs> and uh, everything about uh, the Royal Rumble, what do you think of six hours? Uh, just overall thoughts heading into the pay-per-view. Already sounds good. So whoever wants to start off, go ahead. 
Um, well, honestly, I've been hearing a lot of people saying that, oh, six hours. Oh, my God, that's so long and everything like that. Honestly, I have no problem with that. If you're if you're in the audience, I can understand it's a huge ass crowd. You need to take a piss. You need to run away and everything. Come back and miss a good match and everything. But you're sitting at home. Most of the people that most people are actually complaining are sitting at home. You, you can do whatever you want. You can pause the live event. I think six hours is wonderful. I think it's going to be epic as hell. I think we get some great matches besides the Bailey and Charlotte. That's the only match I'm really not giving any damn for. But I'll go ahead and detail that after. But uh, yeah, I think six hours is fine. I don't know what you guys think. That, that's fine by me. Um, I work uh, quite a bit. I work 12 hour shifts. So um, mm. I miss. <laughs> but um i could uh, that's why uh that's why god invented youtube and bootlegs <laughs> amen and the WWE network. <laughs> so uh it won't the six hour uh six hour bit won't um affect me at all and i really don't think it's gonna affect a whole lot of people It'll just make it um and i think it really needs to uh be that long anyways because um wrestlemania is the largest event of the year and it, it needs to have a, a proper buildup or else it's just not going to make any sense or what's going on. I think this is what you're going to get. You're going to get six hours. Now that you have the brand split and you have so many people that you have to get in to highlight everything, mm -hmm. you're going to have hours, you know, um, but I, I'm going to WrestleMania. I fully expect to be sitting there and at points probably wanting to drive myself crazy because I'm sitting there for six hours, but you know, as far as this goes, at least the card, everything looks great with the exception. See, I'm not looking forward to uh, uh, the club going against Cesaro and Sheamus. I'm just kind of over it at this point with the club. But, um, you know, I think it'll be fine. I'm fortunate. I'm actually going to Orlando. I'm leaving tomorrow. So I can kind of watch it on my own time. I just got to go on like a social media blackout. Five is the Rumble and probably the two title matches. Awesome. I live uh, an hour and a half from Orlando, and I won't be able to make it. Uh, that's tough. It is tough. <laughs> I'll be down. I'll, I'll be as well with you for, for WrestleMania. But what I don't understand is if we're going to make the show five or six hours, then why even have a pre-show? Just make the show. You make the entire thing five or six hours. That's a good point. That is a good point. Are you really? You're relegating these other matches, these people who you want us to care about. Okay, you want us to care about Nia Jax. You want her to be the monster heel, like the, the, the female Braun Strowman. Side note, why haven't they done a Braun Strowman-Nia Jax romance thing is beyond me. But okay, we, we can get to that later. But if you <laughs> want Nia to be the next thing for the female division, then why are you putting her on a pre-show match that a lot of people aren't going to care about anyway? I mean, And it's the same thing of what they're doing with the titles. Now, personally, I think the club is finally going to actually take the titles away from Cesaro and Sheamus so that we can finally get the Cesaro and Sheamus split that, that has been needing to happen for quite a while so that they can make a singles run going into WrestleMania. One of them can wrestle for the IC belt or something like that. But at this point, if the shows are going to be this long, then just stop with the whole pre-show thing and make the entire thing, hey, it kicks off here. These are the first matches, the matches no one cares about. That, that's fine. We all recognize it, but but it's almost insulting to say, well, these are the pre-show matches, so they're, they're not good enough to be on the main program, and then once those are over, we can actually get on the good thing. You're essentially telling these you're wrestling a glorified dark match. And of just doing away with it if you're going to make the show that long. That is a good point, and honestly, I never watch the pre-shows anyways. Same, man. They're great. 
So when people talk about it, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I don't even it's just really un- it's just really unfortunate to actually have a tag title match on a kickoff. You know what I mean? It's like uh, the tag title is not worthy, just like the United States Championship is <laughs> unworthy anymore. It's just I don't understand sometimes. I just but be on a kickoff, not a good idea. Mm-hmm. It shows how well the buildup has been for the title <laughs> match itself. On a kickoff. Yeah. You really want us to care who's got the tag titles for Raw? Obviously not. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, see, I actually think the opposite. I don't think they've built it so that the club's going to take the titles at all because the, the club, for the most part, has had the upper hand this entire time. Which usually once the event, do whatever, shows up, typically it's it, that's when, you know, they get their comeuppance. So, I would like to see the club. I think that the title could do something for them with the way they've been poorly handled since they've come in. But I, I just won't see it happening. I think this Sheamus and Cesaro thing is going to drag out probably through WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And that's a high possibility, but it's something I'm really hoping that's not going to happen. Although I really enjoyed the, the storyline for Cesaro and Sheamus becoming uh, the champions. It, um, that storyline is kind of over and done with, and now it's time to bring up the club. That's what I would like to like to see happen but i'm kind of weary that um as he said it's not it's not going to be which really kind of saddens me i'll just have to go to bed mad <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to agree with you on that one i feel like the the way the cesaro and Sheamus became the tag team it's kind of dry now i feel like in my opinion i think the club should have been champions by now um but i feel like they're just trying to build up a storyline between the two because Cesaro and Sheamus are obviously fan favorites mm. from what I'm seeing. And, you know, they're going to try to keep them with the title as long as possible. And eventually the next person, the next tag team up, I think is going to be the club. And I think they're going to hold it for a decent amount of time. But the, the whole Cesaro Sheamus thing is just dry to me. I, I think it's over. I mean, there's also something to consider is Sheamus and Cesaro have both been announced as being involved in the Royal Rumble. Gallows and Anderson have not. So that tells me that Gallows and Anderson are going to be the new title holders because there's no reason for tag team champions to be competing in the Royal Rumble. So WWE may have overplayed their hand in in that regard. I I also think that the the club has been criminally misused since they came in. I mean, WWE did everything right with AJ Styles. Mm -hmm. He had the spread. He had all this stuff. You know, even casual fans knew who he was. We introduced him to WWE audiences, and, and, and WWE earned a lot of brownie points for bringing in a guy who has so much credibility all around the world. It would be like bringing in Kenny Omega at this point, where all these other people mm-hmm. who were kind of who watch all these programs like New Japan and Ring of Honor and stuff like that, mm-hmm. he came in, and everyone's like, "Oh, thank God, finally, the one guy who we always wanted." And Anderson and Gallows were the same way, and you turn them into this really bad. Abbott and Costello comedy routine doing the, that whole doctor thing. I, I wrote a ton of articles about that. Let's was, pretend that didn't happen. I hated that. Just like yeah, the old happened. day. Let's pretend that didn't happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those of us who knew what those two guys are capable of were just watching those and shaking our heads, going, This is this is sad. These mm-hmm. this would you know, this is this is almost it's it's the equivalent of like if Stone Cold was doing a stand-up comedy routine. Except some kind of work, like when he had his guitar and all that stuff. That you know, but but these two guys, they they deserve so much more. 
And I think finally the WWE has come around to that and say, okay, you know what? We're done putting these guys at the bottom. They need to have some kind of credibility and giving them the titles does that. And you've got plenty of time until WrestleMania, which I'm going to be at as well. I'm mm-hmm. looking forward, forward to it. Orlando is like my second home. We'll have to try so to it's gonna be- Now yeah. uh, with building upon what um, he said earlier about uh, Cesaro and Sheamus actually being in the rumble, uh, the New Day is also in the uh, the Rumble, and I, I feel like they've been hinting there's going to be a breakup or a mishmash within the New Day. And how, I'm wondering and actually kind of hoping that the New Day will be uh, split by the time WrestleMania comes around. Mm. Or at least with um, a possible Xavier Woods heel turn. That's what I've been anticipating. I mean, we, the one thing we can definitely – we know is going to happen is we're going to get a, a fantastic showing of – you know, at, at least out of one member of the New Day. So, we, you know, we always do. But I don't know about them splitting them up at this point. I mean, they're still super popular. And so I think fans are still over with them. I think as far as Samish and Cesaro, everybody can just, if they split up tomorrow, nobody would really care. Mm-hmm. They're so hastily, they're not an established tag team. I think the New Day is still riding really high merchandise-wise. I mean, that plays a lot into it. That's you know, if, if you're still selling as the new day and bootios are still flying off the shelves, which are delicious, then there's no, they yeah, are, they're, no amazing. They're, they're, they're amazing. fucking amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it would be, okay, we're done. We've sold enough bootio boxes. No, they haven't. They want to ride that wave as long as they can. But mine with a coupon code. <laughs> I mean, I, that was fantastic with the large. You know, styrofoam bootios, that was great. It, it was mm-hmm. it was incredible. I mean, I, I went back, and it was just recently. It was a year ago. Uh, it was, like, on my Facebook when I shared the breaking news article of when they signed AJ, Nakamura, and uh, Gallows and Anderson, and just kind of reading the excitement and the hype behind it. And I mean, home run with Nakamura to this point. Home run with AJ. And, and it's just like they got to the club, and it's – they. I don't know what happened, but they just decided to squat where they were and just take a huge shit on these guys. It's been absolutely terrible from Jump Street with them. And, and it's it's really sad because for an organization that had to constantly just put single stars together and formulate tag teams, you bring in one of the best tag teams in the world and you're still doing the same thing. You're, it's, you know, it's like the definition of insanity. Hoping that, you know, same thing but hoping for different results. It's just not working. You have these great tag teams, utilize these tag teams. The only exception was Britain and Bray. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they're messing up with uh, the club immensely is that when every single promo with the club happens, they're constantly shouting out nerd. I mean, yeah. are, are we really, every time I hear him say, get a couple of nerds, I just cringe. You can't help but just feel that cringeworthiness inside your soul. And it's just, when is it going to end? When is WWE going to let us take the, these guys seriously? I mean, this has been the one of the worst bookings I've ever seen for wrestlers. It's just been horrible. And I hope to God, if they do take the tag titles, I hope this is the turning point. Changes with the club to be actually menacing and just, you know, they're meant to fearing. Be. Exactly, as they're meant to be. Something's got to change seriously because nobody really gives a shit about the club right now as it is. WWE's had a problem with tag teams for, for years. They struck gold with the New Day, but the New oh, Day yeah. is the exception, not the norm. 
which is which is kind of weird because tag teams used to be the thing that that pro wrestling was known for. I mean, when you think about some of the the greatest wrestlers who have ever been in the ring, they were also associated with some of the great tag teams, or they helped launch their careers, like Shawn Michaels. I mean, before he was Shawn Michaels, you know, he was the Rockers. And even you got guys like Mega Powers and stuff. So you had these fantastic superstars. Today would be equivalent of somebody like John Cena teaming up with, which you know because of the the, the storyline that's not going to happen. But but it would be like those two guys forming a tag team and just running roughshod over everybody. But lately, mm-hmm. of the stuff like Sheamus and Cesaro, where teams are thrown together very haphazardly, and there's really no rhyme or reason why they're put together. And and I think. Again, the New Day is a fantastic example of what can work when you put three guys together and say, look, just be who you normally are. I mean, Big E before that, if you remember, Big E was the big kind of scary menacing dude, but that's not who he is in real life. If you've ever suffered through an episode of Total Divas, and I did that for my craft because I wanted to write about it, and it was was labor of love, and it was awful, and I hated every minute of it, but (laughs) watching him on that show, he's like, poor dear. Hey, funny guy. He's really very personable and really, really great. And he loves Natalia's sister, which, you know, is kind of, yes, he does. But so, but, but, but it was great to see that part of him come out in his character of the new day. And I would, I would put that same logic into somebody like Roman Reigns, because according to Mick Foley, according to Stone Cold Steve Austin, according to Triple H, Roman Reigns is a very personable and funny guy when he's allowed to be himself. But instead, he's given these really weird scripts and he's given tater tot jokes and stuff that's just not him. And that's why it comes off so terrible. And, and I, I. Because it doesn't fit his personality. It doesn't fit his personality have, at all. Like I'm Undertaker works, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin work, because that was kind of part of who, that was who the person I, was. I mean, the same. I mean, The Rock is the best example. When he was the blue chipper and when he was all these things, that's not who he was. Yeah. But when he was able to be a heel and be able to oh. think on and insult people and do and, and be quick witted like he is in real life, all of a sudden he skyrocketed and it was and it was magic. And so he's in a, a rare breed. And I'm not I'm not trying to compare any other wrestler, especially in the current generation, somebody like uh, The Rock, because he's a once in a lifetime. But they they have sure. their natural personalities show through. Hey, do you think? So that, um, oh, go ahead. Uh, you, do you think um, there's moments where you think the superstars should go off script? Maybe. Absolutely, I think they have. I think they should uh, be allowed to ad lib. I think these these men and women are professionals, and I think the last person who truly did that was CM Punk, and that's probably why fans connected with him so well. Is because even though a lot of his stuff was oh, CM Punk, pipe bomb. Okay, the, the pipe bomb was an absolute. It was 100% planned. Every we, you know, most of us know that. But to fans, it still felt real. It felt like, wow, he's really screwing the system. And he's giving it to Vince McMahon. And that's what matters. It's selling the product like it's something that it isn't. Wrestlers have to be liars. They have to lie to you convincingly that these are, that they are this type of person. Blending the, oh. the reality with fiction. But in, yeah, Making if, it I mean, hard to story. decipher. Yeah, and if, if we're not letting them do that, then I would, I would question why are they here? Even if they're very athletic and they can do all these other things, that's only part of the equation. You have to be a good storyteller. You have to convince me that you really have supernatural powers like The Undertaker. 
you have to convince me that you're a, a Texas badass who will kick the shit out of anybody and you don't care, like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If you can't convince me of that, then your character's not going to work. And Roman Reigns on through iterations and people just don't believe in him. And that's a shame because he is a really good wrestler and it bothers me when I hear fans I feel bad for him. So I'm like, you people are retarded, okay? No offense, but the people who are doing that, I'm like, you know what? Let's not talk about your athletic prowess either because, you know, Roman Reigns is a fantastic athlete and he's doing the best he can with what he's got. And, and a lot of us can relate. You know, sometimes you just got to do a job you don't like. And he's trying to make it work, but because he's being forced on us and because the fans know he, it's not natural, they're rejecting him. All right, quick update before you guys continue your convo there. Uh, three members of uh, three members of Lazy Boogie Podcast have been uh, selected, and one friend of the show of Lazy Boogie Podcast and Steve Dressing Ramble as well. We got Fight Billy Fight. Billy uh, has number 29. Nate at Nate 0519 has 23. Chrome has number 30. Nice. And in front of the show, Matty Mills Events on Twitter, Matty Mills Events, number 15. There we go. No, that's just an update. Continue on. <laughs> nice. Like, going back real quick, what you were talking about as far as, like, letting guys kind of be themselves. Like, the first initial buildup of Rusev was awesome. But then he lost the title, and all of a sudden, the guy who could not be pinned is, is pinned all the time. All right, well, we know that happens, but it's just he kind of got lost in the shuffle. And now what I love about Rusev, and like you referred to Total Divas, like he's actually a guy, you really get to see his personality because he's on the show now. I mean, I'll tell you, if you don't watch the show, go back and watch the episode where they're in Vegas alone. It will be the one of the most entertaining things you've ever watched. Yeah. But, I mean, you see him on Twitter now, and he makes the comments that he makes. And it's just kind of off the cuff, you know, like reacting to Shawn Michaels where he's like, oh, it must be some kind of a stupid American joke, which I didn't even get it. Whatever Shawn said, it was nonsense. But like, he's just, he's so entertaining and he has that ability. And I want to see them let him do more of that and give him a stronger push because that is a guy, I mean, he's done everything. Even getting himself in phenomenal shape with his size, that dude has main event written all over. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy that you need to give that 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 little bit of a leash to let him be himself and push forward. His character was amazing when he was champion, the US champion. I loved it. And uh I think it really uh, helped uh, uh of course Lana being gorgeous as she is that uh, that doesn't hurt, I'm sure. I mean I'd like to point out to anyone who doesn't know uh, I'm an, I'm an alumni the Florida State University, as is Lana. She is also an alumni of Florida State University. So mm -hmm. just going to throw that out there. Uh, it's no big deal. But <laughs> What happened to Rusev was after the great programs with Cena, they put him with the, the career killer of Dolph Ziggler. Oh, Everybody that Ziggler's been in a feud with the last two or three years has fallen into, fallen into irrelevancy with the exception of The Miz. Because, I mean, best friends in real life, that chemistry is going to be there in the ring. That aside, I mean, right Ziggler's back. Yeah, speaking of Ziggler, too, um, I feel like his uh, heel turn was way overdue. I am so happy to see it now because I think, personally, I think he's absolutely rocking it as a heel. I think it's awesome so far. I just hope we get to see more. And hopefully, I, I'm just praying it's not going to be one of those things where um, 
Ziggler's character is not just frustrated. You know, he's not frustrated and he's just taking out everybody. Then, you know, it's a certain part where he's like, I didn't mean to, yada, yada. I just hope that he's an actual full-fledged heel because it's very, very entertaining right now. I just wish it wasn't against Jerry Lawler. I'm like, the guy's like, he's a borderline alcoholic. Like, is it really that much of a, of a feat to beat up Jerry Lawler, the guy who gets in his wife? I'm like, you want to turn him into a bad dude and it's, uh, but I mean all I don't, I just, it's not I even just because people like, your alcoholic uncle who shows up at your parties and he's like hey you know I, I fingered a chick once in this house and you're like alright ignores it and stuff but they're like hey he's still cool you know because he brings you like really good gifts like that aren't nerf toys and stuff he brings you he like sneaks you beers and stuff when you're really young so i get <laughs> lawler has this lovable kind of ah you little scamp but at the same time like all right what, is, what does that do for dolph ziggler to to beat him up it just kind of makes him seem like a jerk off no it's like baller then it's Callisto and it's but, apollo cruz who are also guys who aren't even in the mid card they're like below mid so yeah. I, I would have, I, I agree. I would have preferred it to be with a more effective superstar. He does that turn, but needless to say, I totally agree. It was way overdue, and I was kind of concerned if he's going to be able to pull it off. Was it too overdue that people weren't going to care? And he's been, ro- I agree, he's been rocking it hard. He's done it. So well, look what they did. The WWE once again they bought up a near death or a death thing and like, kicked him in the heart. And Dolph literally just said, well, I didn't kill you then. I'm going to make sure I kill you now. <laughs> Once again, WWE fucking bringing shit up. <laughs> oh, someone's computer was started? <laughs> it was live. Forget, it's also the same company that wanted you to get behind a tag team who the dude was trying to fuck the guy's wife. Like... Well, Which one? Am I really going to get behind, you know, the guy who's trying to bang another wife right in front of his face? Come on. Yeah. Am I, am I behind the company that wanted to believe that Kane wanted to have sex with a dead chick? Oh, man. I miss those days. I mean, you know, you... you <clears throat> You could do a whole podcast on like the worst storylines ever, mm-hmm. and I and I mean I have a lot of for the writers. I mean people crap on them all the time because, but it is really difficult to say okay, I've got to do a three-hour Monday night show every week live, plus this two-hour show every week live. All these other things, and I've got to try to write fresh material for all of this stuff. And I get it that that's that's a daunting task for anybody, but at the same time, okay. That's your daunting task. You know, you have chosen this career, so now you have to be good at it. And if you're not good at it, you should be fired. And, and I don't know the inside baseball as far as how much control Vince has or Triple H has, but, I mean, listening to, to Dave Meltzer and reading his stuff, you know, Vince has the, the ultimate authority over it. So, for all I know, these writers could have these great ideas and great storylines. They bring it to Vince, and he says, nah, let's have Kane – kiss this chick in a coffin, and you're like, what? This is tough. Hilarious. Too bad. His, uh, his, I don't know. His incest storyline was bombed somehow. 
Yeah, some was bombs. I mean, can you imagine if that shit actually came on TV? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> there are some storylines that I wish they like my my all time favorite when the Undertaker kidnaps Steph McMahon when she jumps into the limo and he reveals himself as the driver and he says, "Where to, Stephanie?" And she's like, "Ah!" And then they drive away. <laughs> so campy and so cheesy, but I'm like. I see Undertaker saying this line like a bad 80s slasher flick, but you know what? I'm like, eh, I'm rolling with it. And it was actually kind of funny. And yeah. then they, they went away, all that kind of stuff. But at least, you know, that always stuck with me as being really, really great. I liked when uh, they got married-ish. <laughs> Aren't they, like, still married-ish? Um, I, I guess so. I, I don't think that there was ever a divorce or an annulment. Uh, yeah, no word, no word. They're right for polygamy. <laughs> and poor Tess, um, like, how, does, how shitty does he feel how all this played out? And he's like, what about me? I could have married her first. And then, not so much. Oh, well. One thing uh, I don't like, and it pissed me off recently. I think this happened, what was it, a month, a couple of months ago? I hate how when they rehash storylines, because uh, one popped into my head. Um, the one with, uh, I believe it was Rikishi running over Stone Cold Steve Austin, and we didn't know, and it was like a who ran over Stone Cold, and then they bought that up, modernized for the whole um, Nikki Bella, who attacked Nikki Bella, and that shit went on, and at the point's like, you know what, I don't give a shit, we all know it's Natalia, just just bring it on, right? it was Carmella into this shit, then was revealed Natalia's like, yeah, we already knew that, I mean, was that really worth it? Was that worth the fucking wait? No, it wasn't. I lost all faith in the WWE Hall of Fame procedures when it was announced that he was being inducted. And I said, real, we're inducting Rikishi into the <laughs> Hall of Okay, you know what? Screw it then. Guess who else gets in now? Doink the Clown should get in. <laughs> There's a bunch of names we throw out there who have way more credibility than goddamn Rikishi. Look, I get it. He was, he was funny, and he was part of this gimmick with two other stupid white dudes who were doing their stupid dance, and it worked in the 90s. It really worked in the 90s. But if you're trying to tell me that he belongs in legendary status with guys like Shawn Michaels and Triple H and one day, you know, The Rock and Stone Cold, you can get the hell out of here with that. Because there is zero chance you can convince me that Rikishi's body of work means he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I get it. The Hall of Fame criteria is null and void. It's completely arbitrary. It's whoever they decide to just put in. It's not like any other legitimate sport where they have to have voting and they have to do all this. It's just, uh, who's still alive? Uh, this guy? Yeah, okay, Rikishi. He's Samoan. Sure, he gets in, because why the hell not? I don't remember right. any of his matches, really, as a kid. None of his matches are memorable. Oh, None is that why I don't remember him? <laughs> I mean, you know, okay, your most memorable thing is putting your ass in people's face. That is the that was, that I was just thing. about to That's say. That's the only thing I remember. 80% of his career, <laughs> ass and faces. Yeah. yeah. Like, that, that's, that's, that's the only thing I remember, and him falling off of the hell in the cell. That's the only two things I remember about him. I don't even remember yeah. that. Or that he was stone cold because he wanted to oppress the rock. Sure. Okay, sure. You know, the, the end of that line. But, man... It just it bothered me so much that they put him into the Hall of Fame. I'm like, I agree. What are we doing? Now we're now we're now we're a laughing stock. We're you know we're already a fake sport, 
and you're going to make it even more ridiculous by putting this guy into the, one of the most prestigious events that you have for retired superstars, you know, who are, who are legit pop culture legends. Because you can make fun, I mean, people can make fun of pro wrestling all they want, but bet money, you know, at one point, they've either imitated one of the moves, said one of the catchphrases, done something like that. So, so their influence is undeniable. But there are zero people who are like, yo, man, Rikishi's the bomb. Yo, let me do this dance. Here's my yellow glasses. <laughs> Nobody has ever done that in the history of ever. So look at that and be like, yep, he belongs in there with all these other guys who are so much more, who are so much more influential to the, the art of professional wrestling. Mm. Good times. Any better. No. I got a story uh, to win. Uh, uh, if anyone's interested, I grew up on a carnival. So um, they were uh, once in a purple moon out in the early, in the late 80s, early 90s. They come out and do uh, big fairs, like the Iowa Free Fair. So uh, I got to see the uh, setup, uh, watching them set up this ring and this out, um, outdoors event. And uh, that was the moment I found out that wrestling was fake. I was like seven years old and I was heartbroken. Uh, Just to break up uh, the dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's funny every time i do a video for tyt sports it's inevitable someone comments why is this on a on a sports channel wrestling isn't a sport yes, and i have to do the old dance of it's sports you know these these men and women are still very athletic and i would argue that I'd rather watch a pro wrestling match than a ufc fight no disrespect to ufc but real fighting is boring to me. It's super boring. I just, I don't care. They dance around, they're doing things. I'd much rather see someone do a, do a flip off the top rope, you know, watch any of the cruiserweight matches and the things that those guys can do. That's way more entertaining to me for 10 minutes than a match that could potentially last 30 seconds. And the guy just got $10 million. Okay, great. And I just paid how much money for that to watch that nonsense? Exactly. You know, I, I get it. I know. Uh, that, oh, very much agree with that. Plus, they're usually uh, rolling around, hugging each other on the ground half the time. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, look, if, if I want to watch two dudes rolling around, the internet is really, really good. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. And I can do that. And it's free. I want to be entertained at the same time. So, you know, I have to do this, this entire explanation every time of why I think professional wrestling is way more entertaining than boxing or MMA and, and you know, got it. These guys are all still really in shape. And I would say, okay, well, then you know what? You go do what they do. Go go in a professional wrestling. They couldn't. Try, try to do what they do for five minutes. And, and you know, guaranteed you'll be wheezing and vomiting. Stuff like that because he's this really labor intensive. And I, and I know we get the, I don't know if you guys get the, the little surveys all the time from WWE where they ask you, well, you know, if we offered these things, what would you want to see? And one of them was a, a tour like a, a VIP package tour of, of NXT of the training facilities uh, down there in central Florida. You know, would you want to go and see a, and, and like witness a training exercise and, and watch all this other stuff? And I think that would be fantastic, especially for really casual wrestling fans. Cause I don't think they really get a lot of insight into what it really takes to become a pro wrestler and, and how much work these people put in. And it's sort of like becoming a pro football player. Your chances of going into the NFL are very small. So if that's your lifelong dream, okay, great. Work really hard at it and try to make it, but you probably won't. The odds are really stacked against you. 
So you, you've got to be in, in tremendous physical condition, which, you know, is kind of weird when you watch some guys in the ring, you're like, how the hell did this guy become a pro wrestler? And to think of all the traveling and everything like that they have to do as well. Yeah, absolutely. The intangible stuff like leaving your families and okay, you're, you're on the road. There's no off season. So it's not like you, you can travel for six months out of the year and then be like, all right, I'll be home for three months. No, you're, you're going to the next show. And it's that life's not for everybody. And Triple H said that way back when, when Tough Enough was still on. I remember he came in to one of the sessions and he talked about that. Didn't uh, Breaking Ground uh, cover all the, like, I, I didn't watch a lot of it, but didn't Breaking Ground cover a lot of what it takes to be a wrestler in NXT or something? Great show. Yeah. yeah. That was what, a little bit of it built on what Tough Enough did way back in the day. Yeah, like, yeah. that was probably the best show that they produced on the network as far as, like, kind of getting a view behind the scenes and seeing, like you said, what it takes to develop your character and get there. I mean, that show, I wish that they would bring it back. Um, and the good thing yeah. about that show was it familiarized people with a lot of the talent who now is on the main roster. I wish, because they've, they've had such a huge turnover in NXT, I wish that they would do another season of that so you can kind of get some of the backstories of some of these these young people that are now stepping into those roles, especially because I'm sure Nakamura is going to be coming up soon. Uh, Bobby Roode, I would think, by SummerSlam. Uh, I think you're going to get another round of turnover, um, and I think it would be really beneficial to, to kind of let people get a glimpse into who these people are. It would be cool if they did a breaking ground for, uh, like, United Kingdom, the division, because I watched yeah. that. That was off the hook. I enjoyed every single second of that. But if they did a breaking ground for that, I, oh, my God, that would be awesome. Dude, I knew, I knew one guy that was Trent Seven from that, and that was one of the most entertaining things as far as, like, you know, you go in and you know nobody and basically in it. Mm -hmm. And it was – I was glued to the edge of my seat watching that. I mean, the athleticism was off the charts. It was great. I think it, it also pointed to what we can possibly expect from WWE coming up in the future. Okay, if, if WWE UK has taken off, which it has, then it's not far-fetched to imagine WWE Japan. And, and well, I think trying, yeah, like slowly encroaching on like New Japan territory and trying to draw more people, more fans of New Japan pro wrestling into the WWE universe and the only way they're going to do that is by getting people like Shinsuke Nakamura and giving them and Asuka and all these people who have credibility in that world, bringing them on board kind of the same way they did with Neville, where he shows up in the UK tournament and everybody flips out because he's the most recognizable name in there. And, and, and I mean, these, it was great to watch because they're so different styles and Japanese style wrestling is so different to anybody who's, who watches New Japan. I love watching it. It's completely different. And it's fantastic to watch, and it's, it's a real eye-opener for what pro wrestling can be and the art of it and how seriously they take it. So I think WWE can have a lot of success inevitably when they develop some kind of Japanese belt too. And I, I bet I would wonder if that's going to be next or, or if they're eyeing some other part of the world now that they've seen the success they had with the UK tournament, if Japan's going to be their next target or if they're going to pick another region to, well, I, I, to go I, at. I think you hit it right on the head because essentially what it's appearing in with a lot of like the talk and the rumors is they're essentially re-implementing the territory system, but within their own company. Yeah. And then I, I do believe that if you are able to do that and put different programs in different countries, you know, you can do kind of like the territories used to be here. 
send your champion over to face the champion in the UK or into New Japan. And I agree with you. The awesome thing about New Japan and why it's such a different product is there's something for everybody. You know, they have the that strong style, those bruisers, guys like Ishii, who I love him. He just gets in there, just clubs with everybody. And then you have the high flying. I mean, you have the phenomenal tag team matches where it's just tag team maneuvers constantly back and forth counters. And it's it just there's something for everybody in there. And uh, there's technical matches and it's structured so perfectly so that, you know, it's not like repetitive. Like, okay, you see similar styles and back to back. They give literally so many different styles on those shows like Wrestle Kingdom. This year, off the charts. Amazing. It was amazing. In Omega, I'll tell you what. I hope that we get to see Omega this year in WWE. I think there's a possibility, and I love the guy. And I was not a fan of him before Wrestle Kingdom. This is one. I mean, he just, you know, I, a while ago, I had I had thought that he might show up at the Rumble. But, I mean, I just read an article today where he said he's – He's going to talk to New Japan first, and I mean his his contract doesn't run out until the end of the month, so it's it's extremely unlikely we would see him in the Rumble anyway. But he has said he's going to give New Japan a chance before he even talks to WWE. Uh, so that that doesn't mean WWE's off the table. And I mean for for whatever our feelings are about other promotions like Ring of Honor, TNA, New Japan, WWE is still the standard bearer. I mean, you, you can you can argue all you want about, oh, well, New Japan has better wrestlers and they've got better quality. Da-da. Okay, got it. But they, they pale in comparison to what the WWE brings to the table. That just is what it is. So these wrestlers who want to get their names out there and really want to get the exposure, they want to get the big paychecks, they want to really get their product out there, they have to wrestle in WWE if that's what they really, really want. You can have indie cred, and that's cool, but it's the same as a local garage band. Okay, do you want to play little local shows your whole career or if a big label comes around and offers you a, you know a multi record deal do you sign with them or do you keep it real and stay local of course you don't you sign the multi album deal and you go with the big company who has all the money and has all the promo behind them so i think Kenny Omega coming to WWE is more of a not not if it'll happen it's when it will happen and i'd like to see it sooner rather than later cuz wrestle yeah. kingdom incredible from start to finish the whole show was great and then, you know, Omega topping it off was just, you know, something that, that a lot of people didn't expect it to be that good because it showed what, what great teamwork and choreography can bring you when you have two wrestlers who work so well together. I mean, it's not that wasn't their first match either. So it, it showed that these two guys who really work well, they can really work well. Same with Zayn and Nakamura. Those are just two men who work well together. And I look forward to seeing them do more things in WWE. There wasn't a single moment in Wrestle Kingdom when uh, Omega was going against Okada that wasn't bad. I feel like literally all 50 minutes of that match was amazing. And I feel like if that were to be in in WWE, which obviously would not happen, that would be the match of the year, in my opinion. I feel like that was literally the the – breaking point for New Japan. New Japan's already good. It's already great in my opinion. I love watching it. I watch it on Spike when it comes on. Um, but it that match was just downright amazing. And if they misuse Kenny Omega in WWE, if he does come, like they're misusing the club right now, then, you know, they're, they're wasting talent. Same way they're wasting the club right now. 
Hopefully he'll be used more like AJ Styles because yeah, they have to. At least what they've done with AJ Styles has been perfect. He's he's the best thing that WWE's done in the last year. And he's never, made up for faults. You can never say that old stigma that WWE won't put another guy who was built somewhere else over. Well, they ended that with AJ because, I mean, AJ is through the roof, and he's been put over, you know, time and time again. I mean, how many people go over John Cena clean? Repeatedly. Yeah. So I don't think he's going to win this, this pay-per-view. But – we, we shall see with that. But um, to your point, when you were talking about, like, Omega, you know, we don't know if we're going to see him. His contract is still out there. I think his contract ends four days after Rumble. I mean, in, in reality, if it's kind of like with baseball. Uh, when Japanese guys want to come over to America, and overall in Japan, they love money. If WWE can offer them enough money to break that contract, I guarantee you New Japan would break those last four days out of that contract and let him come over. Oh, sure. Um, and, and, and you have a lot of that with AJ last year. I mean, there was, is AJ's contract up? Is it not up? Have uncertainty of, is he going to be able to come over for the Rumble? So, I mean, I don't think Omega's going to be in the Rumble. Would I be shocked if he showed up? Absolutely not. Because I, I, it, it's not the first time this happened. We heard a lot of this last year. But mm-hmm. I absolutely believe in Japan, they love money. New Japan... And they love their own guys. I mean, in the end, he was not somebody that was built in New Japan. So do I think, would they let him out of that contract? Absolutely. For WWE, to pay off four days on a contract, that's chump change. I lived in Japan for two years. I was stationed there. And one of the weirdest things I ever watched, besides Japanese television, was going to some live wrestling events, pro wrestling there. And it's fantastic. The the crowd energy is nothing like what you see here. Wrestling events here, you know, some fans get into it. You know, I've been to NXT shows. I've been to WWE shows. I've been to WrestleMania, stuff like that. And, and sometimes the crowds are hot, sometimes they're not. But in those Japanese shows, they're always hot. I mean, they they watch it with the seriousness that we watch football. And it's and that And I think that feeds into what the performers are doing because they're using that crowd energy, and it's a really big part of their identity is having to perform for the crowds and having to and having their performance know that they're directly tied to the crowd reaction and how they're going to react to them that night and the next night and the night after that. They really with that stuff. They don't look at it as, hey, man, I'm on a contract, so I don't care if I perform shitty on this show and the next week I'm okay and that the pay-per-view is when I'll bring it. No, they bring it every single time. And that's yeah. what, you know, if I have – one major complaint about the WWE is that is that some wrestlers kind of dial it in the majority of the time until it gets to a pay-per-view. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, that's right. This is why I get paid. All right, let's do this. Yeah. We need to do it every time. That that's what that's what we're paying you for. That's what that's why I watch. I want to see you do well every time. And and it's and people like AJ Styles tend to do that. And I think you, you get that from working those indie circuits because that's something that's really bred into them. Yeah. I just want to go off topic for a second because it just popped on my head. Um, I am predicting the longest match ever in WWE. I predict the longest match in WWE is going to be Roman Reigns versus John Cena because both of those motherfuckers are going to kick out of two every single pin. And Vince is going to be in the background losing his shit 
Yeah. Yeah, who the hell is he going to choose to go over that night? Dude, he's going to have a raging boner over that match. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm still, you know, I'm sure we'll get into it when, whenever the show decides to start. I, I mean, I'm still kind of lost on, like, what's happening with these these other picks. I honestly I have, I have no, no idea. Hey, Steve, any update? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I really don't know what's happening. But anyway, I think when we finally do get into the picks, I think – and I know this is really probably dumb, but I'm going to go with this. I think Vince and everybody else may finally understand that Roman Reigns is not the guy to headline a WrestleMania. And I, and that's why I, I don't think that, that it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Cena or Roman Reigns versus anyone for the title. And I no, I, I don't, I think he's going to be relegated to like a mid card match. He's, I mean, obviously he'll be there mid-card match against someone like Braun Strowman. I don't think he's going to be elevated to the levels he was in past years. So it's interesting you say that because for me, I see two possibilities and Strowman is one of them. If not, if for whatever reason they decide to change course, which they do, and somehow get away from Lesnar and Goldberg, they have planted the seeds for Goldberg. So I could see Roman and Goldberg as, as like kind of a possibility but i 100 percent am probably more convinced with braun Strowman. i think that's the route it goes i can't possibly see them putting roman in another title match i mean it's wwe and you never know yeah but at, at this point there's so many other money possibilities on the table which we'll get into that that would be the ultimate miss that's like not putting hogan and flair in a wrestlemania eight like it's it's a big swing and a miss to pass up on so many of these other opportunities. So I just don't know if that goes. I don't know if they're ready to put the biggest match on the biggest show on Braun Strowman's shoulders. I mean, yeah, he's been receiving a monster push. Got it. But are you really going to say here, Braun Strowman, you get to challenge for the title? Nope. You get you get the you get one of the two most coveted spots ever for the entire year. It's yours. And, and the other one is either going to. I mean, that's my concern is I don't want to say it's a heel, but it's, it's similar to the Roman Reigns thing. WWE and Vince, particularly when they get so invested in a guy, like right off the bat, the Strowman thing has been phenomenal. When they kind of, that brand split was great for him. The way they built him has been phenomenal. But Vince tends to see in a very short period of time, the reaction and everybody's getting behind like what's happening. And then he just blows his load all over the place and he just blows it up. And it's like, okay, right away, we're putting him right in the title match. Like, no, continue to build this guy over the next year. I could see him in a main event next year at WrestleMania. I don't think he's sure. quite for that title match yet, or even possibly by SummerSlam or Survivor Series. He might be ready for that role. I don't want to see Vince blow his load on, on Braun because I think it's it's only going to affect Braun in a, in a way that it's affecting Roman. And, you know, we have very long memories as wrestling fans. And it's very, very, very hard to recover once you get put behind the eight ball. So I, I want to see them take their time. Him and Roman would be an absolutely perfect match this year. Yeah, I think they'd be a great again. They'd be a great mid card match at WrestleMania, and because I think you bring credibility of someone like Braun Strowman, who fans really like, and then Roman Reigns, who people may not like, but he could still win them over 
you know, by, by being a solid showing against Strowman, even if you got to put Strowman over Reigns, I'm fine with that. Me too. In fact, they'd probably cheer that more than they would cheer Reigns overcoming Strowman, you know, which is, which shouldn't happen. So I think if you, if you want to turn the tide at least a little bit and you don't want to go the route of turning Roman Reigns into a full-fledged heel, okay, fine. Then, then the other way is, then guess what? He can't go over Strowman at WrestleMania. No, I mean, it's a high-profile match without taking away that title spot that I don't think either man should be in. So I, I totally agree with you on that. It's a way to really put them in a highlighted spot. And really, with, with the way they're, they're, they're both big guys, it's putting them in an ideal situation to where the fans won't shit all over Rome. I, I mean, they're going to shit on Roman Reigns anyway at this point, but um, I don't think it would be anywhere near as bad as it typically is because he's not being down quote-unquote push down everybody's throat mm-hmm. yeah and i think fans would like to see him just get the ever-living hell beat out of him by braun Strowman. so you're you're giving the fans something be- that they want to see mm-hmm. i'm but, curious uh, steve we'll talk about it eventually Sorry, possibly next week when this thing is done what what was that What number are you on, Steve? <laughs> Pool eight, number two. How many names you got uh, left, do you know? I don't know what that means. <laughs> He's on the last pool, but I don't know how many numbers he has left. Like, I, I don't know. even know. I got work tomorrow. <laughs> 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 I think you were in <laughs> oh, It's like, what, almost... Yeah, it's ten o'clock here, so. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> so anywho, all right. So who else is going to WrestleMania? Anybody else? I wish. I was lucky to be able to go to thirty because I lived in New Orleans at the time. So I'm like, oh well, hell, it's it's right down the damn road. Of course I'm going. So and then this was kind of a last minute thing. One of my really good friends lives in Orlando. And he's always wanted to go to WrestleMania. And I said, well, then let's, let's fuck, let's go. I'll fly in from Virginia Beach and we'll, we'll, we'll make it happen. We'll do it. So, you know, it's kind of a spur of the moment thing, but. That's awesome. Yeah. I think, and I'm looking forward to hopefully meeting some people from Twitter and, and other places, you know, who are wrestling fans and who are, you know. I'm part, sure you part, will. <laughs> well, if, every time we do, we go anywhere for Florida state, games and things like that i always put that out and i'm like hey anybody who's who follows me on twitter or who follows any of my writings or stuff like that if you want to meet and say hi here here's where i am if you want to come by and a couple of people yeah. have actually hunted me down at bars and games and stuff like that and i think it's i think it's great I'm like great these are people i don't i've never <coughs> met in real life and here you go we, we finally get a chance to say hi and see that's yeah, awesome We'll have to catch up. I'll be down at WrestleMania, so I'll try to meet up with you down there, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get our, our contact information whenever, you know, in the in the 50 years after this happens. And <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll... All right. She's started. I uh, I still have picks to do, but uh, I'll do that later. As long as I got you guys finally picked and uh, got your numbers, then I can actually move on and have an episode. Uh, Mark, Mark Rambo, you're number seven. See down here, Josh, 19. Oh, hell. 
Uh, Raunchy Mikey, 26. And then Raymond, 15. So we got pretty much everybody from the from the team and the guests so we can finally get this started. I apologize about it. I thought this was going to go a lot faster, but it didn't. But let's get right into Royal Rumble. Don't waste any more time. Uh, starting off with the kickoff show, having uh, three matches now, as I heard. Uh, one being added there. Um, but let's start with the one-on-one Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks. Who do you got and why? Let's start with Raunchy Mikey. Oh, shit. Um, you said, I didn't even know that was on, I didn't even know that was on the kickoff. Um, but perfectly honest, those two, I feel like it's going to go into no contest. It's probably going to be a count out. That's the way I see it happening. I don't think, uh, Nia's gonna get the pin on Sasha or Sasha can get the pin on Nia. Just going to draw it out. It's probably gonna be a no contest. Uh, probably gonna go to count of 10 outside. They're going to wreck some havoc outside the tables or barricades. That's how I feel like it's truly going to happen. It's definitely not going to be a pin with either one of them. Okay, Mark, Mark Rambo. Oh man, I th- I think Nia Jax is going to win on this one. I feel like they're just pushing her to uh, get on that that main roster, you know, the main spot. Uh, even, even though she's technically still in the picture, uh, I think she is the next contender for the women's championship match in Raw. I feel like that's the way that they're pushing her, from what I see, in my opinion. Uh, I see Nia Jax is going to win this one. Uh, it's going to be a good kickoff match. I don't understand why it's even in the kickoff show. Um, maybe because the Royal Rumble prediction, I mean, Royal Rumble match card is already stacked as it is. Um, so I, I see Nia Jax winning this one. It's not really that big of a deal, in my opinion. All right. Uh, Raven? I think Nia Jax is going to win, but it's probably going to be like a shady, she cheated kind of win. I feel like they want to prolong this until after maybe, uh, what's the next pay-per-view? For Raw, at least? Is it? Um... Uh, for Raw, it's Fastlane. Yeah, Fastlane. I feel like they're going to prolong it into at least Fastlane, so she still has something to do. So for t- on Royal Rumble, I feel like she's going to get like a, ch- a cheap win over Sasha. Okay. Let's go to Josh. Uh, Sasha already has a built-in excuse with her, her injury. So I think there's little reason for her to actually go over Nia Jax. In fact, it would be preposterous for her to go over a woman who's almost literally twice her size. So I think they're going to make this a relatively quick match so that they can have the rematch at Fastlane and ultimately be a fatal four with Charlotte and Bailey at WrestleMania. At least that's how I envision this, this playing out in the long run. So Short and sweet of it is Nia Jax is going to go over. All right, Chrome. I'm with Josh. I think the that fatal four way is the exact fatal four way I envision seeing at WrestleMania. It's probably going to be a squash match, and it should. I agree with the the knee injury is already there. There is the out, um, and I think Nia, you need to continue to build her as the monster that she's supposed to be. And by cutting the feet out from under and having her lose now would totally derail that. So I think 100% Nia Jax goes over. All right, I'm going the same thing. I'm going Nia Jax over Sasha Banks. Our next match for the kickoff show, Raw Tag Team Championships. On the line, Cesaro and Sheamus defending against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, the club. This time, start with Mark Rambo. Who do you have and why? 
um, I have uh, Cesaro and Sheamus winning this one. Uh, I don't want them to win, but this is the reason why I feel like they're going to prolong it into the next Raw pay-per-view, only because I see the Bullet Club or the club or whatever you want to call it eventually win, and they're going to have a little reign, and they're going to have matches with New Day and Cesaro and Sheamus. And like I said before we started this, I think the Cesaro and Sheamus thing is pretty dry, in my opinion. It kind of died out. Uh, it's not like it was at first. You know, they're a fan favorite, so I think that's one of the reasons why they're going to win this and eventually lose it, because they kind of grew out of people. But I have uh, the club winning. All right, Raven. I hope to God the club wins. Honestly, <laughs> I feel like they need it more than anybody right now in the tag team division. Because Sheamus and Zara, they're going to be fine on their own regardless of what happens. But I feel like the club really, really needs those tag team titles right now. Raunchy Mikey. Yeah, um, I hope the club wins uh, for a reason. I'm going to say when we talk about the actual Royal Rumble, but I feel like the club's going to win. Are they going to win cleanly? Cleanly? I don't think so. Well, actually, you know what? Yes, they're actually going to win cleanly. I retract that last statement. Yeah, they're going to win clean. I don't know why, but I think the club's going to take it. Josh? I think something we talked about a little earlier while you were doing the, the pool thing is that uh, – Seamus and Cesaro have been announced to be a members of the Royal Rumble. That tells me that Gallows and Anderson are going to win because why would the champions need to compete inside the Royal Rumble? Uh, I think like a lot of people have said, the Cesaro Seamus thing has kind of run its course. It was put together very quickly and it needs to end very quickly so that one of those two men can make a run for the IC title. As we come into WrestleMania, we still need to fill a lot of mid card matches for the biggest show of the year. And the Royal Rumble is where a lot of those are going to come into play. So I see new tag team champions being crowned. Awesome, awesome. And before we go to uh, Chrome, uh, let's go to Nick Nightmare of Sledgehammer TV, a, a show that I've been talking about that's doing battle with us in the Wrestling Radio Awards for Best New Show and even Best Show overall. First off, how you doing this evening? Nick, you there? What's up, Steve? Hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. Yep, here you All right, Nick, we already went through uh, two matches, uh, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax and the Raw Tag Team title, uh, defense of Cesaro and Sheamus. Who do you have in both of those matches and why? I'm, I'm going to stick with Cesaro and Sheamus. See them going back and forth with the titles again. They're stuck in their ways with this team. I'm getting feedback here. Hang on a second. And do it. I'm, I'm feeling the Cesaro and Sheamus thing. I hope they end up losing. And um, Where is this match on the card? Is this in the pre-show? Yes, pre-show. This is on the pre-show woman tag match on the main card. That's a that's kind of weird. But uh, sorry to jump there. Yeah, no, I'm going. I'm sticking with the champs. All right, and who do you have for Nia Jax versus Sasha Banks? Nia and Sasha, I think they're gonna give it. WWE's been booking their women on Raw. I just feel like 
Nia's been getting the upper hand a lot lately. Them to balance the odds, so to speak, that she's going to end up coming up with some kind of a surprise win. Some kind of bullshit count out or something like that. I don't know. I'm thinking Sasha Banks is going to win. I, I, I hope that Nia Jax wins and that build on her and make her. But I don't see that happening. And then now finally to Chrome for the Raw Tatum title match. Uh, I definitely think Cesaro and Sheamus. Uh, I I don't see that they've done anything to tease any kind of dissension. If anything, Sheamus is making more of that face turn. Uh, just to throw out a possibility that I could see, I see Cesaro and Sheamus carrying the titles. Raw needs strong tag teams. Uh, SmackDown definitely has the better tag team division. If I'm looking at dark horses down the road, I see a team like the Revival coming up around WrestleMania time. Mm. And then them, you know, if you're making that full face turn with Sheamus, uh, that's a great heel team that I could see coming up and gaining a lot of momentum right off the bat. Kind of the counter to the face team, the young face team on SmackDown, getting a push with American Alpha. Uh, I see more of the Revival being a team that is eventually going to knock them off the perch. So with Cesaro and Sheamus in this match. All right, I'm going the same way. Cesaro and Sheamus defend, successfully defend their Raw Team titles. Uh, next match, Becky Lynch, Nikki Bella, and Naomi against Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia. This is now a kickoff match. Wow. First, let's go to Raunchy Mikey. Who do you have and why? <sighs> Another match I, I really don't care about. Um, it's probably going to go to Alexa Bliss. Um, that uh, Mickey James and that other that other fucking girl. Um, yeah, I really don't care about this match at all. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not really, you know, it's not a match I'm dying to see. I feel like they're just going to be going over with the heels, you know, and I've, honestly, I'm boring myself. I don't care about this match one bit. I just think they're going to win. That's it. Raymond? Why is this even a match? Why? Just don't do it. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I think I think the the baby faces are probably just going to go over in this match. Sadly. Okay, Mark Rainbow. Um, I'm going with uh, Mickey James, Alexa Bliss, and who was it again? Uh, Natalia, Natalia, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Nothing really serious. Uh, I I do believe though, from watching um, from watching SmackDown this week. I think after the Royal Rumble, I think things are going to change. I feel like since Naomi is back, in my opinion, things may be a little different. You can see a lot more singles matches probably going towards contenderships. Um, this match for the Royal Rumble, though, I'm going to have to go with Mike when he uh, says that it's not even really relevant. And you could tell it wasn't relevant because uh, I don't think it was in the kickoff show at first. I thought it was a legit a match in the Royal Rumble, but I guess it wasn't. Uh, it's it's whatever for me. It's, it's nothing of value. All right. Uh, Josh? We're going to do a little compliment sandwich here. I'm going to say something nice, then say something mean, and then say something nice on the back end. Uh, I think <laughs> it's great that the SmackDown women's roster isn't being ignored, so they're actually giving them some kind of match with the main show. Uh, I think it, the match was announced less than a week ago. 
and, and yet it's somehow now on the main roster. Okay, that shows me it's just kind of haphazardly put together. That being said, it's one of these matches that no one really gives a crap about, and you could flip a coin and decide who will win. I flipped a coin, and it came out tails, which tells me that the heels are going to be victorious in this one. Plus, you got Mickey James on there. You know, the WWE wants people who don't know who she is to kind of care about her. So why not give her a push by giving her a win at one of the big four? All right, Nick? To Josh's point, I was just thinking, I think the heels going over because of the returning Mickey James and only for that reason. Otherwise, as he said, is pretty much up in the air for whoever the hell they would have decided. You know, typical WWE nonsense would have the baby faces just go over. But if they wanted to do something interesting, it would have been fire lately. And been better stuff in her entire over would give you know to watch the wrong of the baby face gals there and um uh, for me i see uh i definitely i think the heels win here same thing what bothers me is I actually think that Natalia has been pretty good in this role um, as kind of obvious as that was that she was going to end up being the person revealed to have taken out Nikki Bella. They've had some really good backstage kind of altercations, which I've liked. Um, my problem is they have two totally separate programs and it's almost like with WrestleMania when they just kind of throw things together to get people on the card. It's the same thing. And I don't care about it. You know, we're, we're just, to me, it's just a throw together just to get them on the card and just say that, you know, they were there and that there was some kind of a progression in, but it does nothing to progress either feud in my eyes, um, or at least not, not anything that's going to be relevant, relevant enough. So I'm going heels here, but I, I, I really interest in this whatsoever. And for me, I'm going to go with the heel team. I'm going to have Mickey James actually get the pin uh, on Naomi. Uh, match. So, uh, heel team, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, and Natalia for the win. Our next match to be Cruiserweight Championship match, which one versus Neville. Uh, Raymond, you can go first. Uh, who do you have and why? I'm sorry, repeat that. Uh, Rick Swan versus Neville for the Cruiserweight title. Honestly, I have um, Neville winning this one. They've been pushing, they, well, not strong, but they've been pushing him pretty well recently, and I feel like he's the one to take it from Swan and then just take over the Cruiserweight division for a little while. All right. Mark Rambo. Oh, man. I love Swan, but I'm going to have to go with Neville on this one. I don't, I don't see this being the only time they're going to be going against each other for that belt, but because of the the path that Neville has been going through, I feel like he has the, the upper hand. He has the, the um, how can I say it, the momentum going towards him and going towards this match. Uh, it, for him to actually win this belt, I see them going, you know, two, three more times, main events. Uh, I can see it in fast lane. Maybe Neville wins it, definitely, but we're not going to get to that if he 
isn't the uh, champion. But I just see Swan, his tolerance over. He's going to get it back, don't get me wrong, but for now, I see Neville. Swan. All right, Chris Mikey. Uh, Neville, definitely. They've been booking him such a dominant, unstoppable heel, and he's been absolutely fantastic. And if they were just just go right around and just have him lose that match, I think I'll, everything that he's done would have been for nothing. I feel like he's taken that title off of Rich Swan. All right, Nick. Yeah, it would only make sense to have Neville call yourself the king of the cruiserweights and end up being a loser in this scenario. His build has been fantastic. His look is fantastic. His promo work has been great. I definitely think Neville cruiserweight championship home and probably setting up for some fantastic feuds on 205 Live and stuff on uh, Monday Night Raw eventually. Josh? Neville is the best cruiserweight WWE has right now. That's not my opinion. That's a fact. And it might seem weird to root for a title change so quickly. We've already had uh, TJ Perkins and Brian Kendrick on top of Rich Swan, you know, this year. But the fact is the way Neville has been built up and the way he's performing up to this point, there is zero reason why he shouldn't and carry the entire division while everyone else tries to climb that mountain and take him down. He should be the cruiserweight equivalent of someone like John Cena, where he stands above everybody else and says, you know what, bring it on. Everybody come and try to take this from me. And then wait until you actually have a worthy competitor. I don't know who that is right now, but someone who is on his same level to take him down, either at WrestleMania or after. So I want to see Neville win this. All right, Chrome. Oh, I think I know who that competitor is. I totally agree. To me, all those other guys, the title switching hands because they're placeholders. To me, the cruiserweight division was created for Neville. And there's a lot of really talented guys to put up great matches. But to me, Neville came in and has already changed the face of that division. People are more interested in 205 Live now. I, to be fair, I, I honestly wasn't that super interested. DJP, I'm not a huge fan of uh, Rich Swan. I it just I don't like goofy dancing gimmicks. It's just not my thing. I hate No Way Jose. I hate all that stuff. Um, he's super talented. Sorry, Mark, but uh, I, you know, I just I think Neville has been unbelievable. I mean, since he's come up and, and, and come back and, and did this heel turn, it's it's incredible to see what he's doing. And then to me, you put that title on him. The guy to challenge him when he comes back is Austin Aries. I think you will have phenomenal matches between those two guys. Um, and I think I don't think it's a coincidence that Aries, they're putting Aries' face on the main roster in a, in a broadcasting role so people get more familiar who maybe don't watch NXT, who aren't familiar with the TNA uh, brands. Uh, you know, it's, it's giving him credibility to be able to sit there and call those matches. So... For me, I'm looking at it as hands down, Neville goes. I agree with what Josh said in the sense that Neville needs to be the king of that division and hold it down for a while. Uh, and, and then I think Austin Aries is the guy to, to truly challenge him, and then you're going to really see some phenomenal matches out of that. All right. For me, I got Neville. I'm becoming the new Cruiserweight champion over Rich Juan. I have him holding it up to WrestleMania, maybe even longer. 
Next match for our women's championship uh, championship match: Charlotte Flair versus Bailey. Uh, Mark Rambo, who do you have? And why? You know, I got Charlotte winning this one. Uh, to be honest with you, this is very rare times that I'll actually say this. Charlotte is going to destroy Bailey, in my opinion. Um, I just I can't really connect or really Bailey's character. I just can't connect with her for some reason. It's strange. Her whole role, I get it. She's a hugger. I'm cool with it, but when she gets into that ring, it's like I don't I don't know. Only time I really really enjoyed her was Takeover when she went against uh, Sasha Banks in both matches. And uh Charlotte, as she says, she's genetically superior. Um I just I don't I don't really see this as being that big of a match as as they're making it seem. Um, I feel like Charlotte's gonna win this one. Bailey's gonna put up a fight, but at the end of the day, Charlotte's still gonna be the champion. All right, Ronchi Mikey. Uh Charlotte, definitely. She is the queen of pay-per-view. She has not lost at a pay-per-view. Um, and if they were gonna drop the title from Charlotte, it's definitely not gonna be fucking Bailey. I'm sorry, but if if um Sasha didn't get that title from Charlotte, it's definitely not gonna be the hugger Bailey. And I'm sorry, I am I don't know if you guys are, but I'm not invested in Bailey. I've I don't like how the throwing of the whole, um, you know, oh, ever since I was a little kid, you know, I dreamt about being a superstar and everything and all this, you know, promos with uh, Charlotte thrown up on the screen on Raw and having Bailey get, you know, the, yeah, you can do it, Bailey, from the fans. I'm not one of those people. I think Charlotte is going to dominate Bailey and she's the queen of pay-per-view. There's no fucking way. Bailey is leaving that pay-per-view with the title. I just can't see Bailey taking that. If anything, it's going to be in the future, and it's going to be Nia Jax. That's the way I see it. Okay, Raymond? I think Charlotte's definitely going to go over, but I feel like the match is – I don't think um, Charlotte's going to dominate the match per se because I've seen what they can do in NXT, and those two have put on amazing matches together. So hopefully that translates onto the main roster for the pay-per-view. On Sunday. Okay. Uh, Nick? I have care in the world about this match. Everything they've been doing. That was a short prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if it was my Wi-Fi or what. I was like... <laughs> Uh-oh, did we lose him? All right, we'll move on, Josh. I mean, if this isn't a sure thing, I don't know what is. There is less than zero chance that Bailey wins this match. There's just no way. I mean, they've built Charlotte up as the queen of pay-per-views, like you already said, and they want that streak to continue through WrestleMania. And if it's going to break, it ain't, it ain't going to be here. And I could, this is a bathroom break match for me. I, I really, I don't care that they've had great matches in the past. I just, I don't, I don't care about the feud. I don't really care who wins. Even if there's a big upset, I'll be like, here, here's how I'll react. If Bailey wins, I'll be like, eh, good for her. And I'll move on. It, it won't, that's how little it will matter to me. And probably how little it matters to everybody else. But Charlotte will retain. And Chrome. Well, I'm going to shamelessly plug. 
as lazy as we are, this is also on the back of a pizza box, by the way. If you watched our award show end of 2016, <laughs> not only not only was Charlotte superstar, uh, the women's superstar of the year, she was also the superstar of the year. To me, top heel in the company. I mean, there's a couple that are close, but she is the top heel in the company. She has been absolutely phenomenal. There's been so much flip-flopping with the title. I think at this point, there is going to be security keeping up that title. Um, I think she's going to hold that title. I agree. Naya at some point is eventually probably going to be the person. Unfortunately, they're going to have one of them is going to have to make a face turn. I hope it's not. I hope it's not Charlotte because she's just so amazing in the role that she's doing. Uh, it's with Bailey. I, I was into the Bailey thing in NXT, and what it, what has exposed her on the main roster is just how clumsy and how. Like, there's no connection with the personality. She's just not good with promos whatsoever. She doesn't sell herself credible at all. It's kind of just like somebody like, hey, guys, going through the motions. And it just, I, like, I don't get it. Um, and it sucks because she was much better in NXT. But, you know, for whatever reason, she's exposed now on the, live, on the main roster. Charlotte is the woman of that division. There is nobody even close to touching her. And with so much, with all that flip-flopping that's happened, there's no need to start trading the title back and forth or, or putting it on somebody else. Charlotte, hands down, done. You don't even need to watch it to know that's going to happen. But I do think it's watchable just because it's Charlotte, though, and she is phenomenal. And I'm going to Charlotte's ball, retain the Raw Women's Championship. Next match, we got the Raw's number one title, the WWE Universal Championship. Kevin Owens versus Roman Reigns, Jericho. In that shark cage, now it's a no DQ match. Uh, so, who do you guys have, and why? First, Raymond. I hope Jericho jumps out of the cage and co-breakers uh, Roman straight from the sky. But I sadly think Roman is going to take this match. I don't want him to, but I feel like he's going to. Okay, Mike Rambo. Mark, you muted me. Mark, gotta take yourself off mute. Mark. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I do not want Roman Reigns to win, but the way that they've been booking him, the way that things have been going on, I see him winning. I, I hate Roman Reigns currently. Currently, hate Roman Reigns. I like them better when he was with the show. Um, but the reason why I say um, that Roman Reigns is going to win is because I think they're going to build up another match between Kevin Owens and uh, Chris Jericho. You see something like that happening. Maybe uh, Chris Jericho costs Kevin Owens the match or something. I don't know. Something regarding them Maybe the reason why Roman Reigns wins. Uh, I hate Roman Reigns right now, like I said, but I, I see him win. All right, Rocky, Mikey. Okay. Um, so Roman Reigns. A lot of people know how much I dislike the character of Roman Reigns. I made various parody music videos over this man. I don't dislike him in real life. I think he's actually a really cool, down-to-earth, good guy. I really like him. I think he is going to take this title off uh, Kevin Owens. Why? Because I feel like Kev I love Kevin Owens, but... It's not just me, guys. His title run has been very, very, very disappointing. 
incredibly disappointing. There hasn't been any great quality matches that he has had defending the Universal Championship. And I just feel like it's going to go to Roman Reigns. And hopefully they reinvent him. God, fuck. Turn him heel, goddammit, which will never happen. But they want to make it interesting. Have Roman win. Turn his ass heel. But again, I hope they do something with Kevin in the future if he does lose this because... I love his work on the mic and everything. With I love the best friend segments with Chris Jericho, but uh, yeah, his title run has been really mediocre, and uh, it's definitely going to go to Roman Reigns, I believe. Josh? Does anyone else think that the WWE only made this match so that they can increase the sales of the Crash Cage toy? <laughs> oh, that's right. Jericho's going to be in the top, isn't he? I, I don't know what the fuck you can do with him up there. Wait, actually talked about Crash Night on our show. They sell the boy of. Okay, now that all that being said, um, I think that a lot of all the signs are kind of pointing to Roman Reigns winning, which is why I, which is the exact reason why I don't think he will. I think that the, the ultimate plan is for Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho to have a match at WrestleMania at wrestlemania his contract currently does not extend beyond wrestlemania so this may be either his his uh incentive to stay on beyond that or just a hey thank you chris because you've been one of the most loyal wwe employees they've ever had hey josh Josh, yeah just to throw this in and i didn't listen to it but one of my co-hosts did listen to it on one of jericho's recent podcasts with saturn he told me that he said on there that he actually just extended his contract. Well, and there you go. All the more reason why I think that Kevin Owens will retain this title and therefore they can set up a Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens match at WrestleMania. I would like to see Chris Jericho actually holding his United States title and drop it on Roman Reigns' head during the match or some kind of interference, you know, some way, somehow. Because I would, I'd like to think that maybe finally, and we talked a little bit about this before we kicked off, is that Vince McMahon and everybody else has finally heard the, okay, got it. You don't want to see Roman Reigns in a championship capacity at WrestleMania. Fine. We'll put him against somebody else like Braun Strowman. You know, we'll do a mid-card match at WrestleMania, but we'll keep Kevin Owens as the, as the, the title holder. It gives him a chance to break up you know, the, the Jarrah KO tag team and give those two guys a really good chance at working together at WrestleMania. So I think that uh, Kevin Owens retained. All right, Crumb. Yeah, see, I think the fact that they made it no DQ is even more of a reason to believe Kevin Owens is going to win because I could see Jericho dropping something from the cage to KO. Um, I, 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 I don't believe that they're going to put Roman over here. And along the lines of what Josh and and you know, with that being said about him extending his contract. And then I just factor in the fact that like, so we, I was having conversations and it's like, okay, how would you fantasy book WrestleMania? And we already know it's going to be a five or six hour event. But even with that said, I mean, there was, I came up with 12 or 13 matches just like highlighting the strong feuds that they have now or feuds that could potentially be going in. And there's still things that I left out. I mean, there's, if every title is going to be defended or, or the major title or whatever, by keeping the U.S. title on, on Jericho and then having him against Owens, that's an out to not have to fill a spot for that title. It opens up something for something, uh, you know, for another title or another match. But with that, I just think I do believe that they're going to give that nod to Jericho one more time. I agree. Whether he wins the Rumble or 
it just builds that feud to where it's going to be KO and Jericho. I 100% believe that that's going to be a title match. And, you know, they're teasing the, you know, we're both U.S. champion. We're both world, you know, universal champion. So now you have the match, but we're both champions. Let's see who the real champion is. Boom. And have them guys fight it out. I think it'll be a phenomenal match. Uh, so I see here definitely Roman drop, Roman loses, KO goes in. I do disagree with uh, Mike over there that I actually love Kevin Owens' uh, run right now. I think it's different than Seth because Seth, it's similar in a sense that there's always some kind of a an interference, a heel thing that that puts them over. But his mic work, whether it's the best friend stuff or even taking that away, I mean, Kevin Owens is, if he's not the best in the company as far as just flowing and natural with that, with the promos. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I just, I, and, and with Seth, a lot of it, you know, he used to trip up on his words and a lot of it kind of felt forced, you know, into what the storyline was not as natural. Kevin Owens is so talented just all around. He's the total package. And I really, truly believe that he's actually had a really good run. That said, I definitely think that Kevin Owens wins this match. And I agree with Josh. You're going to go Jericho Mania. And that is the match that I want to see. So, that's for me, I got Roman Reigns getting a win, becoming the new Universal Champion. And, uh, and going for the next match, WWE title match, AJ Styles versus John Cena. Marty, Mikey, who do you have in mind? Fuck. This, to be perfectly honest, this is a really hard one for me. <laughs> I Honestly, I can't pick between the two. Both, honestly, both of them, these past two SmackDowns, their promo work has been on fire. It's been absolutely incredible. Oh, my God. Both of them, fantastic job. Props to both of them. Um, it's, you know, it's so hard because both of them, they're preaching their own things, and you feel like it's going to be both of them are going to win, <laughs> but that can never happen. Honestly, I... I have no idea which way this is going to go, but if I had to really pick who, I'd, I'd have to say John Cena. As much as I want AJ Styles to retain, I have to say John Cena. All right, Mark Ramble. He might could have not said it any better. This is the thing I'm going to have to say about it, though. It seems like they're really trying to push John Cena to become tie the record with Ric Flair to be the 16-time world champion. I don't mind that, but, you I mean, you're going against AJ Styles. I mean, let's just be real. I would take AJ Styles over John Cena any day of the week. But because of how they're doing things, I see him winning only to go against somebody else, possibly at WrestleMania. I'm Unfortunately, I love AJ Styles. I love his, his character. I love uh, everything he does in the ring. But I see John Cena taking us home. All right, Raymond. This is one of those matches where I'd be happy. I'm happy with either outcome because I feel like right now John Cena has his whole "I'm John Cena" recognized thing, and he's there's no way they're gonna not let him take the title at this point. But the question is, like, what do you do with AJ after he loses the title? Okay. Josh? Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> You're all wrong. 
because all of you are forgetting one thing. Samoa Joe. John oh. Cena needs someone to feud with up till WrestleMania. And that man is going to be Samoa Joe. I believe Samoa Joe is going to interfere in this match and cost John Cena the title. Therefore, giving John Cena someone to feud with up until and at WrestleMania. I would love because to see the that. AJ Styles is going to move on and feud with the winner of the Royal Rumble, which we're going to get into here in a second. So they need to redirect John Cena to somewhere else. And you need to give him someone of equal or lesser credibility than AJ Styles. That person, I believe, is going to be Samoa Joe, who we're going to see at the Rumble. I'm, I'm almost sure of that. And, and the, the company has put their stock in AJ Styles. They, they're all in with him. So if he's going to be the next guy who's going to take the WWE to greater heights, they have to give him that same credibility, not just here, but also at Elimination Chamber. I mean, everybody's harping on, oh, well, Cena's got to win because he's got to get to 16. He's got to break the record. He doesn't have to. Not right now. He can still do that down the line. Tie the record just fine. But does it happen to be right here right now? Absolutely not. So I say AJ Styles retains thanks to Samoa Joe. Oh, man. I want to agree with you now. <laughs> that is a compelling argument. And I did think of the possibility of Cena and Joe. And I'm actually going to change my pick because I was going to go John Cena. In my heart, I want to see Cena win, and I want to see The Undertaker, if he wins the Rumble, go against Cena. I'm going to be there, and I want to be there when, it, hopefully when, that epic match actually happens. But that being said, Cena does get the out because I think it's very difficult with how much he's lost to AJ to give Cena the loss. But I do think that is the way to get the out. And if I was to say, who will AJ go up against next? Because I don't need to see another Dean Ambrose feud. You're not going to get Bray or Orton because those guys are going to be tied up into a feud likely going into WrestleMania. If I'm looking at who is on the level to go against AJ Styles at WrestleMania, I'm going to say I, NXT – Bobby Roode defeats Shinsuke Nakamura. This is WWE's way of putting one of the best and most remembered matches from a Wrestle Kingdom on an even grander stage where everybody gets to see it mm. at WrestleMania. I think Nakamura challenges AJ. And I, I had talked about this Oof. before. I could see Nakamura and AJ at WrestleMania, Samoa Joe and Cena at WrestleMania, that way, both guys are in really strong, super powerful programs God damn, I want that I think everybody can get behind. So that I'm sounds delicious. But <laughs> last night on my show, I think I guaranteed Cena was going to win. I'm going to take that back. I am going with AJ. Can I take my pick back now? I'm taking that back from my show last night. AJ wins. Mark it down, boys. Nakamura at WrestleMania. Samoa Joe and Cena. Wow. Run, run, run. Delete, delete, delete. You're all wrong. <laughs> 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 the new WWE champion. And now heading into the main event, the number one match, obviously the match that is the pay-per-view namesake. Royal Rumble match, 2017 edition. So much, obviously, to discuss when you give your picks. Um, so say whatever you would like to. Obviously, your winner. And maybe even your final four, at the very least. Raymond? My final four are probably going to be Roman Reigns. No, wait. What? 
I'm so used to him in the Rumble. But um, probably Ambrose. I want to say Ambrose. Probably. This is hard. Definitely Ambrose Strowman. I want to say maybe um, definitely Chris Jericho and. Cesaro. Put that one out there, Cesaro. All right, who do you have to win? That's an overall thing. I'm hoping Chris Jericho. After everything I heard tonight, I'm really hoping Chris Jericho wins so we can have that feud with KO going into WrestleMania. All right, Naruto Mikey. Uh, I have a very vivid, large imagination. So this is my dream to happen. So if Cesaro and Sheamus drop the tag titles, they enter the Royal Rumble. I feel like the final four is going to be Sami Zayn, Braun Strowman, Cesaro, Chris Jericho. Now let me go back really quick. Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Cesaro lifted Big Show off that turnbuckle. Everyone went bananas. I feel like the top, the the last two is going to be Braun Strowman and Cesaro, and I feel like we're going to get a little flashback of Cesaro is going to be the guy to lift fucking Braun Strowman over that turnbuckle, and the crowd will go absolutely insane because that man deserves a goddamn title shot. Cesaro is my pick to win the Royal Rumble of 2017. Wow, that's that's a strong pick. Mark <laughs> Rambo. Oh man, um, my final four, I would have to say Strowman, Jericho. Oh man. I don't know. Um, I'm going to have to go Goldberg on this one, but he's going to be probably the first out of the four to get eliminated because I actually see him main eventing with Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, Man. I'm not. I'm not sure who my final four could be, but if right. I were to pick, if I were to pick somebody to win, I would say Braun Strowman. Okay, Josh. Okay, have I heard you all? Have I heard you people correctly? Has nobody? Has everybody forgotten the Undertaker is part of this match? Like. The <laughs> That's who I was forgetting. That is exactly who I was. Forgetting. He's getting eliminated first. <laughs> Who is she? Is she competing for the WWE women's title? All right. Let, let, let me let me read you a quote that I've got right here. This quote comes from Triple H that he recently talked to IGN.com. And here's what he said: quote, I think that's when the rumble is at its best, when you can't really put your finger on what's going to happen. I can see this year going a lot of different ways, and I think it's going to go in a way that nobody expects. Now, does that mean James Ellsworth is going to win the Royal Rumble? You fucking... Yep. <laughs> no. Hashtag cancel WWE Network. That's what's going to happen after that fucking Rumble. you But what that means is, is I'm, I'm excited to see that, and I think the fact that we all have so many different opinions and that nobody is really sure of a clear winner tells us that WWE has at least done this right that the rumble has been handled properly because mm -hmm. there isn't one guy who you say he's going to win. It's going to happen of the two, the big, the biggest two names with Goldberg and Lesnar. I think they're going to eliminate each other. I think Goldberg is going to eliminate Lesnar and then Lesnar is going to come in and screw him over. 
and thereby setting up their match at WrestleMania. I don't think that either of them is going to win the Rumble. Uh, my final four is going to be Strowman, Samoa Joe, Jericho, and The Undertaker. I don't see – with a name like The Undertaker – now, here's the thing. When everyone's – when even taking what Triple H just said about how it's going to go away, nobody expects – you have this, the name of The Undertaker is still in there. That's the biggest name in professional wrestling. He's one of the most seasoned guys. I can't see somebody getting over The Undertaker and eliminating him. So if he's in that match, it's got to be for a really good reason. There's got to be something that they're going to pull up their sleeves. So I personally want to see The Undertaker versus AJ Styles, which is why I pick AJ Styles to retain. And I think those two are going to face each other at WrestleMania. So ultimately, my pick is going to be Undertaker to win. All right, Chrome. Uh, you know, to be fair, honestly, I can't give you a final four because it's always a crapshoot. And, and I'm not even going to try to book that. But I'm going to give you three possibilities of winners. And two have already been said. Undertaker, simply the fact that you know, I want to see Undertaker and Cena, and I'm going to be there live. I hope to be there live when that match finally happens. I'm planning on going to Mania next year if it doesn't happen this year, so maybe I'll have a second shot. But, um, you know, you have that match as a possibility. Jericho is another possibility, which I, I touched on earlier. If I'm thinking a little bit outside the box, and you're not going to get Jericho versus Owens, uh, I was fortunate enough, enough earlier this year to meet uh, a WWE superstar and have a conversation about his injury progress who he said he's well ahead of pace as far as his rehab and that's Finn Balor that title I could see Finn Balor being one of the surprise entrants winning the rumble and then finally having that who's the real universal champion specifically with the fact that they're emphasizing that Kevin Owens is the quote unquote longest reigning universal champion of all time at this point, uh, I, I 100% could see Balor being a surprise entrant coming in. And then you finally get, you get Balor and Owens and who is the real universal champion, which in that match, I would see Balor probably knocking off Owens. Uh, but I'm just going to throw those three possibilities out there and stick with that. If I was to pick one though, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go with Jericho. I think Jericho is going to probably be the more likely one. All right, for me, uh, my final four would be Brock Lesnar, Ron Strowman, Chris Jericho, and Baron Corbin. And uh, my pick to win the Royal Rumble, actually, you know, I don't know where, because I know that quote that Josh uh, um, said, it was something that I was thinking about, and my pick is kind of going in that way. No one ever thought would shock the world in a way. Um, I picked to win the 2017 Royal Rumble be Baron Corbin from SmackDown Live. Um, I see him um, being victorious on, on Sunday night. Hopefully, hopefully that's the case. But even if not, if it is a surprise, not someone that we might expect, like Undertaker, Lesnar, or Jericho. Um, but uh, we'll certainly we'll certainly find out. I'm gonna let everybody. Uh, before we can leave, I, can I throw been here long enough. Steve, Steve, let me throw one last thing in too. The thing with Jericho, what's the only th now that he's won the U.S. title? What's the only thing Jericho has never done? He's never won a Royal Rumble. Yeah, well, yeah, that and uh, Money in the Bank ladder match. So uh, the only two things he hasn't done yet. But uh, yeah, Royal Rumble is uh, is one of them. 
Uh, but let's start off with Chrome. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter and Lazy Boogie Podcast? Well, my show, my social media plug takes forever because I'm on pretty much every social media thing you can even think of. I'm even on Pinterest, and I don't even know how to use it. Please send me your recipes. I'm all about it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, if I'm pretty much, if you go on social media, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, you can find me at Chrome Movement. Uh, I'm also on Facebook. You can find our podcast at Lazy Booking PC. Uh, you can find, you know, my co-host. To be honest, I don't really remember their handles. I know it's Fight Billy Fight, but you can also link to our co-hosts and our contributors. You know, there's you know, Bill Thrasher, Nate Longstreet, Alicia Hope Ross, and Jim Velasco all contributing with us. So I appreciate what they do. Um, you can also find us on Facebook. We do have we have a page on Facebook. Uh, again, our shows are typically Thursday nights at 9.30, but you can also find us sometimes on Wednesdays, but we, we do announce ahead of time if it's on a different night and time. Uh, we do do special shows as well. So uh, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to join your show. It's been a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to uh, working with you guys again. Steve, you're the man being on the show last night. Thanks. And uh, for uh, his co-host, you can find him on Twitter at Nate Nate. 0519 at port underscore choices and at fight Billy fight. You're more, you're better prepared than I am with my own co-host. <laughs> All right. That's why it's uh, Josh, you know, where people find you on Twitter and on here from there. Well, you can find me on Twitter at chief Joshiola. Uh, you can also see all of my articles at dailyddt.com or on YouTube at TYT Sports. I am their official WWE correspondent, so I put up um, whenever they ask me to do a video or whenever I find a good idea to do about. Uh, the wild card thing that I had is, let's think about this for a second. Maybe a really preposterous idea, but now that we have two titles supposedly of equal prestige, universal title and the heavyweight title, what if two Rumble winners are crowned? And one for the heavyweight title. Because zero people are going to choose to go for the universal title because no one cares. And the WWE knows that no one cares about it. So they have to find a way to make that title more prestigious. So what if they throw us a curveball and crown one person as a winner for this title and another person for the winner of that title? How would that work? How would the details play out? I have absolutely no idea. But if I'm going by what Triple H said, where it's going to be something that nobody expects, hey, that's something that I wouldn't expect to see. So maybe that's it. But anyway, if anybody wants to check me out on Twitter, Chief Josh Yola, check out the writings daily DDT or at TYT Sports on YouTube. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, man. Uh, and uh, I think the way that would work out, uh, to me, at least in the simple way of me thinking simply, is that really who is the last SmackDown superstar, who's the last Raw superstar? Let's say there's 10, 10 superstars left, one of them SmackDown Live superstars, the rest are Raw. So the SmackDown superstar automatically is a winner. They can just jump out on their own accord because they're a winner. And then the nine battle it out to end the the end the match and the show and find out who wins and is a Raw Rumble winner that way if, if that, you know, is what to happen. At least that's my way of thinking. Who knows? I'm sure they'll make it more more crazy than it really needs to be. That would be my simple way of thinking it and book it uh, if I was yeah. in that job. If it even plays out that way. I know, I know. I'm just saying if it did, yeah. And that's just how I would do it. Uh, Mark Rambo, who people find you on Twitter. 
Um, well, you can follow my Twitter if you guys want to talk to me. I'm usually, I usually respond to you guys most of the time. Within you know, a couple of hours, maybe a couple of minutes, I respond to you guys, like, retweet most of your things. Um, you could find me, my Twitter handle is Mark is Rambo. The M, the I, and the R are all uppercase. So, um, from there, if you guys want to talk about anything, you guys have any reaction requests uh, for my channel, just hit me up on there. Send me the link in a matter of days. That video will be up. Uh, Roger, Mikey. You can follow me at Twitter at Raunchy Mikey and Josh Chrome. Really awesome meeting you guys. This was a hell of a lot of fun. Awesome, man. Awesome. And Raymond. You can find me on Twitter at ETR22 underscore. And if you like terrible pop rock music, you can follow my band at Setbacks NYC. <laughs> That's not a way to promote your band. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like it, brother. Undersell it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> then you're blown away when they hear it. <laughs> Everybody, welcome to Final Show at WWE underscore podcast. You can find me personally at Army underscore strong underscore zero six or at talking underscore Packers with my NFL podcast at politics underscore WY if you want to talk some politics uh, as well. But uh, definitely, obviously, welcome to subscribe, like this video, share this video, and follow everybody. Everybody part of the team, you know, part of my team and my guest, Nick Nightmare at Nick Nightmare on Twitter. He has some internet trouble. Obviously, as you guys could tell, and this, you know, all you can tell, um, but uh, he might be on uh, next week. Hopefully, get that stuff fixed and be able to be on the show for our review of 2017 Royal Rumble. Uh, thanks to everybody that watched live and will be watching archive. I do apologize uh, to everybody here in the hangout and to the audience for the beginning of the show. I thought that uh, doing the Rumble pool numbers were going to go more smoothly and faster than it did. So, I apologize uh, to the ones that are here on the show and the ones in the audience that. Uh, we're watching live at that time. However, have a great rest of your day, and as always, take care.